Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. All righty, welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it is good to be with you again on a beautiful Saturday morning in Salt Lake City. Thank you so much for listening to Vitality Radio. If you're new to the show, you are in for some interesting information today. And uh, if you want to know what Vitality Radio is, in a nutshell, I'm here to help you learn about the alternative ways that you can take care of your health outside of drugs and other types of medications and surgeries and things like that. Things that you can do to preventative for preventative maintenance to not just prevent things, but also get yourself better from the things that might be bugging you and your family. That's what we do on Vitality Radio. Vitality Radio always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South 500 West. You can find us on uh, the phone at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio. I'll be posting several articles there about the topics today. If you listened to the show last week, we talked about something kind of new in the news called psychobiotics. You've probably heard of antibiotics, and you've heard of probiotics. What the heck is a psychobiotic? We're going to talk about what that is. That's going to be the primary topic of the show. We're going to talk about a bunch of other stuff having to do with your health and bacteria. The human body is fascinating. And did you know that if you weigh 200 pounds, you're walking around with about 6 to 10 pounds of bacteria as part of of that 200 pounds, meaning you're only about 194, maybe only 190. You just lost weight. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because bacteria is not part of you. It uses you as a place to live. And we're going to talk about what that bacteria does, how it impacts your health, why it is so important to have the right balance of that bacteria, and specifically how it impacts your brain, your mood, anxiety, depression, attention deficit, and so on and so forth. We're going to give you some very sobering numbers, and then I'm going to tell you some really exciting news on things that you can do to improve your brain health through just simply changing up what's going on with the bacteria in and on your body. So that's the primary topic for today. It's time for the morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. All right, so the morning rant today fits so perfectly 
so perfectly with what we're going to talk about for the primary topic of the show. And I will say this, I was working on the show today. Um, Holly, who works with me at Vitality, was helping me out with the show today because she is super fascinated by this topic as well. So she did a bunch of research and we were sitting here looking at the research and we're saying, oh my gosh, this is kind of like terrifying. Now, I haven't felt this scared since the election a week and a half ago. But what's interesting is that um, while there was no good outcome uh, possible at that particular election, in my opinion, there are some outcomes I'm going to help you with. So at the beginning of the rant, you're going to say, are you serious? This is crazy. But at the end of the rant and at the end of the show, I'm going to have some really great options for you to improve your health. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so let me just give you some statistics to start off this rant. Worldwide, 17 million children take psychiatric drugs. That includes antidepressants, anti-anxiety, stimulants for attention deficit and ADHD. It includes antipsychotic drugs. Now, what does children mean? That's, you know, from birth until 18, right? That's children. So that didn't, that number didn't surprise me necessarily that much until I realized how young some of this stuff is happening. Hold on and I'll explain what I'm talking about. But check this out. 17 million worldwide is a, it's a lot of kids, not a high percentage of the kids, but you start to think about America And things change up a little bit. If 17 million worldwide are using psychiatric drugs, how many of those are American kids? 10 million. That means the United States has 30% more children than the rest of the world on addictive stimulants, antidepressants, and other mind-altering drugs. That's not a number one position you want to be proud of, right? It's not like gold medals in the Olympics. That's good. You win that. That's good. Winning the most antidepressants for kids? Mm, Not so good. But here's the number that really shocked us when we were looking at this. Children five and under are the fastest growing group being prescribed antidepressants. Now, I've got a barely four-year-old and an almost seven-year-old, and I can't imagine them being on these drugs. I can't even fathom it. Why would it happen? Well, under five, that's young, right? Listen to the numbers. Just between 1995 and 1999 alone, antidepressant use increased 580% in kids six and younger, whereas it only grew one and a half, or sorry, 150% in kids seven to 12, which is still a big growth. 10% of teens are abusing Ritalin and Adderall, which is not a big surprise because they're recommended in mass and they're easy to get. I mean, kids don't have to go find some shady dealer on the corner to get Adderall. Their doctor gives it to them. In fact, it's often recommended by the teachers. So we've got a real problem in this country at all ages. But I want to go back to that whole kid number thing. Let's look at this real quick. This comes from the IMS Health Vector One National Database from 2013. Now, who are these people? Because honestly, when we're sitting here looking at this, preparing for the show, we're saying these numbers can't be right. This isn't no way. This is impossible. How is this? How is this even close to accurate? And we started digging and digging and digging, and everything we saw backed up these numbers. The IMS Health Vector 
pro, uh, national database, these are the people who provide the numbers specifically directly from the drug companies as to what's being prescribed of their drugs. So this is from 2013, not long ago, right? All psychiatric drugs, and again, that, that's ADD, ADHD, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, antipsychotic, all those types of drugs, right? Mind-altering drugs. One million eighty thousand children between zero and five years old are on one of these drugs or more. One million from zero to five years old. Let's break that down. How about zero to one year old? 275,000. 275,000 kids from zero to one on these kind of drugs, anti, or sorry, psychiatric drugs. Let's go to ADHD. How many people, how many kids do you know that have ADHD at one year or younger? Well, apparently 1,422, according to these numbers, are being prescribed those types of drugs. You get to two to three years old, you're up to 10,000. Four to five years old, 180,000. Antidepressants. How many babies do you know? Infants from zero to one year old that are depressed. 26,000 in this country are being prescribed antidepressants before they're one year old. 46,000 from two to three years old. 45,000 from four to five years old. Now the numbers jump crazy after that. From 6 to 12 years old, it's 700,000 almost. Antipsychotics, 654 infants on antipsychotic drugs. Anti-anxiety drugs, 227,000 from 0 to 1 year old on anti-anxiety drugs. I don't even know how you can diagnose an infant having anxiety these numbers are crazy they're staggering they're scary i don't even understand it now what about this who's prescribing these drugs 70 percent of psychotropic drugs are being prescribed by general physicians regular old mds not psychiatrists now that's not to say that your medical doctor can't prescribe these drugs they're legally allowed to do it but that means that these are being prescribed without a psychiatric evaluation to determine if they're even necessary, appropriate, or safe. And that's a problem because these prescriptions, most of them are what they call off-label. What does an off-label prescription mean? Well, an off-label prescription is a prescription where it's being prescribed against what the drug manufacturers and the FDA recommend the drug for. Because... These drug manufacturers are not quite crazy enough to say, yeah, let's prescribe Prozac to a one-year-old. They're not going to recommend that because imagine the liability there. But doctors are prescribing them like that. Remember, 275,000 kids from zero to one years old in this country on anti-anxiety drugs. It's absolutely crazy. So a Dr. P. Murali... Dory Swamy, I hope I said that close to right. It's quite a name. He's the professor of psychiatry sorry, and medicine at Duke University Medical Center. Those guys are pretty 
well-renowned, right? Where he also serves as a member of the Duke Institute of Brain Sciences and as a senior fellow at the Duke Center for the Study of Aging and Human Development. An analysis in 2013, the same analysis I already told you about, like I said, showed 274,000 zero to one years old on anti-anxiety drugs. He feels like I do, that this is crazy. He wonders in, the, in this uh, blog article that he wrote um, why this is happening, what's going on. He says these off-label prescriptions pose all kinds of safety concerns. For example, in 2013, a study of 44,000 children found that antipsychotic drugs tripled the risk for developing diabetes. So that's not good, right? Because diabetes is its own epidemic in this country. So he says, are psychiatric diagnoses reliable in such young children? Why are tens of thousands of children getting drugs outside of guidelines. What is the most humane way to manage behavior changes in children? And is it with drugs? I mean, it's the easiest probably, right? Just medicate them. I'll calm them down. But is that really, is it even humane? I love that word. You know, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, they throw fits about this stuff with animals, right? As they should to in some cases, I think. Who's standing up for the kids in this country? What's humane about putting infants on anti-anxiety medications? I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. He says that he believes it's this pill for every temper tantrum culture that we now live in. And maybe that's true. He says there are effective non-drug behavioral therapies for preschoolers, but access and incentives are not aligned to prioritize them says we also need to invest more in building resilience. Yeah, I think so. It's a complex problem. But Frederick Douglass noted over 100 years ago, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. So what's my take on this? I think that Dr. Uh, I'm going to say his name wrong again. Dr. Doriswamy has a lot of things right there in his little blog article. But I think there's more to it because we talk about behavior modification. You know, there's things that we can do with kids to help them with their behavior that have nothing to do with drugs, right? Um, the proper amount and type of discipline, uh, redirection of their temper tantrums or whatever else is going on. Um, of course, there's all that basic four-letter word, love, right? Understanding, compassion, the things that we need to show to our children, probably more than a lot of them get shown before they end up on these drugs. But what's happened over the last 40 years that is where, where this epidemic has really come into play over the last 40 years where these kids are being medicated like this, there's a couple of things. Well, for one thing, the drugs have come along. Most of these drugs didn't exist 40 years ago, and now they do. But another thing is our diets have just gone straight to hell. I don't know how else to put it. You've got Red 40 and yellow number six. We know those screw with kids' brains. But Trix cereal and Skittles and Starbursts and Red Vines and all those other things out there that are just loaded with this crap. Are we putting kids on these drugs before we take them off of that? The chemicals that are being fed to these kids are 
messing with their heads, literally. And we know that's the truth because in Europe, they've already banned all that stuff for the most part. You have to have a big, nasty warning label saying this will alter your kid's behavior, according to science, on your candy if you're going to put artificial color in it. You know, if you go to World Market, you guys know where that is? There's one in Fort Union. There's one in Farmington. There's a few of them around Utah. They sell these imported gummy candies. Now, I am a self-proclaimed sugar junkie. I've been my whole life, and I've kicked the habit there for a long time, and it was awesome because I didn't eat sugar at all. Now I'm leaning back into sugar a little more than I should. So I'm kicking the habit again. But what's interesting is with gummies, oh, I love my gummies. I so love my gummies. I don't know what it is. I'm like a four-year-old when it comes to this stuff. But you go to World Market and you buy European gummy candy. Not only does it taste better than this crap they sell here, but there's no artificial colors. Why? Because they know better over there. But over here, we're so flipping slow. The FDA, man, they just take their sweet time doing anything that makes any difference for our health. And so kids are getting all that stuff. What about the lack of nutrition in our diets? So many things. So I think I'm done with my rant. And I'm going to go into the primary topic when we go come back from this break. But to sum it up. We're medicating the kids. You know, Gavin DeGraw, I don't know if you know who he is or not. And if you don't, you owe yourself some time on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or wherever you find your music. And go listen to Gavin DeGraw, especially the song Medicate the Kids. Man, it's so powerful, so well-written. One of the great singer-songwriters of our time. Go listen to that song because he summed it up pretty well. This medicating of the kids. Listen, I understand sometimes, in some cases... It's something that probably ought to be done. But there are so many things between medication, between, between, what's the word I'm looking for? Behavior and medication that we can try before we ever get down to that medication thing, especially when we're talking about one, two, and three, and four-year-olds. Come on, we can do better for our kids. We can do better for our kids. Think about that for a minute. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to talk about psychobiotics. That sounds weird, but it's really awesome. And if you want to talk about something that can truly change your child's behavior, you need to listen because we're going to talk about things that are clinically being proven to do just that, that not only improve their behavior, they make them healthier all the way around, and they can do the same for you. That's what's next. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is we don't just sell supplements. We consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. 
If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. All righty, welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. My name's Jared St. Clair. I got a little passionate on that last uh, rant. I'm going to talk a little bit more about kids. That really gets me going. So we're going to talk about that for a minute uh, when we get going again. Back to the topic, though, because, man, I ranted too long. Psychobiotics. What the heck does that mean? You've heard of probiotics, right? Let's talk about bacteria generally for a second. I said earlier, and I want to reiterate because it's fascinating to me. If you weigh 200 pounds... You don't weigh 200 pounds. You actually weigh somewhere between about a 190 and 194 because there are 6 to 10 pounds of microorganisms, fungi, maybe even parasites. Let's hope not. But they're in there too. Living in and on your body. And did you know that every human being is like a snowflake when it comes to those microorganisms? What does that mean? Well, what's different about every snowflake? They're all different, right? Everyone's unique. And that's how we are, too, with our microbiome. What's the microbiome? Well, the, the uh, National Institutes of Health funded a study called the, micro, the Human Microbiome Project. And we learned a lot. We learned that, for one thing, we've got 6 to 10 pounds of bacteria. That's more than human cells weigh in your body. In fact, it's been estimated, and that's still up for debate because there's still more science to be done, that maybe we have 10 times as much bacteria as Cells? Is that crazy? Yeah, sounds crazy. Think about a bowling ball. Think about a 10-pound bowling ball. That's a lot of bacteria, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? So this is pretty important stuff, and it's not part of us. We're its host. It's living inside and on us. And that microbiome is super important. There's some bad guys in there. But there's mostly good guys, and the good guys are protecting us. 80%, it's estimated, roughly, of our immune function comes from this microbiome. If it's right, our immune system is right. If it's wrong, not so much. We have issues. 90% of the serotonin that your body produces comes from the gut. Yeah, I want to say that again. If you know what serotonin is, serotonin is that hormone that we're trying to regulate with all these psychotropic drugs, antidepressants. We're trying to keep that stuff cycling in the body so you feel better. 90% of it's produced in your gut. So if your gut's not right, your brain's not right. And that is a fact. They now know enough about the gut-brain connection to call the gut the second brain. There's this vagus nerve that travels between the two. And it carries all this transmission, tons of signals going from gut to brain and brain to gut. There's more information that's it's your body's information superhighway. There's more information going there than anywhere else in the body. It's really, really important stuff. So we're going to talk about this microbiome. But, but first, I want to go back to this thing we were talking about kids for a minute. Why do you think all these kids are on these antipsychotic drugs and antidepressant drugs and ADD drugs and so on and so forth? And I'm not even talking about just the one to five-year-olds, but all of them. 
Because, you know, I went in, I, I did. I, I focused on the little ones because it makes me mad. But if you look at kids just up to 17 years of old, of, of old, 17-year-olds in this, in other words, kids up until they become adult age, right? You're looking at, I'm just doing math here, eight, oh, it's about nine million, about nine million kids between zero and 18, they're zero and 17 years old that are on these types of drugs. So it's a, it's an epidemic thing. There's tons of them. So what's the deal? What's really going on in there? Well, there's a lot of reasons I think this is happening. Okay. In this country, we have more C-sections than just about anywhere else in the world. 32% of all births in this country are C-sections and that's garbage. It doesn't have to be that way. Some do. Absolutely. Hey, I'm a C-section baby. And sometimes that's how it has to be. I've got a couple of C-section babies, but if you pass through the birth canal, like 68% of us still do, then you get all kinds of good bacteria through just that process, that simple process of passing through the birth canal. It's huge. What about breastfeeding? Only 45% of moms in this country are breastfeeding past six months old and only 23% past 12 months. But we know that breastfeeding is huge for that microbiome. So those are two reasons why our kids may not be getting the right amount of gut bacteria because what we found is that from zero to four years old in this microbiome project, that's when the microbiome forms. That's when all those good guys take root and protect you and make your brain work and make your gut work. So it's a big deal. What about antibiotics? Antibiotics kill bacteria, right? They're like napalm, man. They go in there and kill it all, good, bad, or otherwise. 30% of all antibiotics are unnecessary, and I suspect it's much higher than that, but that's what the government is saying. Well, I've never been on an antibiotic run my whole life, so I don't think you got to have on antibiotics for every little thing that happens, right? Antibiotics are life-saving drugs. They're amazing when we need them. We don't always need them. In fact, I'd say most of the time we don't need them, but man, they're prescribed like crazy, and they're causing problems. They're breaking down that microbiome, they're doing bad things. What about indirect antibiotics? 70% of all antibiotics in this country are given to animals. So what does that mean? That means if you eat animals, you're getting them too. So while I've never been on a run of antibiotics in my whole life, I've been on plenty of antibiotics from the animals that I've eaten. That's why organic meat is a big deal, a really big deal. That's why when you buy your dairy products, you ought to make sure they aren't fed that stuff it'll say on the label if it is or well it'll say if it's not if it is you can assume if it doesn't say that if it doesn't say they're giving them antibiotics they're not giving them antibiotics or they're not giving them rbst or rbgh they probably are okay sugar sugar wipes out good bacteria it's not good at all and did you know that finally in september of this year the fda said we're not going to let you put all these antibacterial chemicals and soap anymore that's awesome. But for years, we've been doing that in this country, killing bacteria that doesn't need to be killed. That were Warm water and regular soap would have done the job. Did you know that 93% of breast milk in this country contains triclosan? Triclosan is an antibacterial. That means that when your baby needs it most to form that microbiome, that baby is getting an antibacterial to kill the microbiome. So maybe there's no wonder why all of our kids are on drugs. 
So what do we do? What do we do? Well, for one thing, take it easy on the antibiotics. Illness is good up to a point, right? When we get sick as a kid, we're learning how to stay healthy as an adult. It's the natural way that we're supposed to be inoculated against disease is to get sick. That's why when you get chicken pox for real, not the chicken pox vaccine, but real chicken pox, you don't get chicken pox anymore because you've built real immunity to it. Well, it's the same thing with colds and flus and everything else. And what does a baby do with his hands naturally? He picks up something and he puts it in his mouth. That's okay, mom. Don't stop that every time. It's okay. Let them eat dirt. It's not going to kill them. It's going to actually make them stronger. So there's a lot of things just lifestyle-wise that we can do. But what about probiotics? What if you're struggling as a child or as an adult with psychiatric-type issues? You've got depression. You've got anxiety. You've got bipolar. You've got you name it. Any of those types of things that you might medicate with these drugs Maybe we ought to look at what's happening in the gut first. And I'm not going to get through all this today, so I already promised you last week this would be at least a two-parter, and who knows, it might be three. I'm going to have an expert on probiotics on the show in the next couple of weeks that you're going to love. So we're going to get through as much as we can, but we're going to talk about how big of a deal this is because it's huge. It really, really is. I'm going to cut to a quick break. When I come back, we're going to finish talking about psychobiotics for today, and I'm going to talk about what that really means and how it's not that hard to start to alter your gut so that you can alter your brain in a healthy way without the side effects. That's next. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand-new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, One company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a megadose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the insurgents. For more information about insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. 
Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. It is another beautiful Saturday, and every day is beautiful, depending on how you look at it, right? So it's wintertime all of a sudden in Utah. We had like this warm Halloween. We've had such beautiful autumn weather. My word, it's the most beautiful autumn I ever remember having my whole life. Absolutely spectacular. We just celebrated a beautiful full moon a few days ago, and, the, and it was still warm outside. You could go out and look at it. Oh, so nice. We have a lot to be thankful for this coming Thanksgiving, so keep, keep counting those blessings because they're there. Absolutely. Life is beautiful. Okay, we're talking about psychobiotics, and now I'm going to cut through the confusion and just tell you this. Psychobiotics aren't really any different than antibiotics. We're just looking at them in a different way. Or sorry, probiotics. I screwed that up. Probiotics, we're looking at them in a different way. Antibiotics, what does bio mean? Bio is life, right? So antibiotics kill life. Probiotics build life. And so when we talk about life, what life are we talking about? We're talking about the life of the microorganisms in and on our bodies. And remember I told you, if you're 200 pounds, you got six to 10 pounds of these things. If you're 150 pounds, it's, you know, three to seven and so on. It's a pretty big percentage of your total weight. And it's the good guys, mostly, that you got to be thinking about because those are the ones that are going to help you keep the bad guys at bay. So let's just talk about the basics of this. According to the National Institutes of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Disease, upward of 60 to 7, sorry, 60 to 70 million Americans are affected by, affected by digestive diseases. Listen to this statistic. 236,000 U.S. citizens die of digestive-related disease every year, and 1.9 million are disabled. Now, when you've thought about probiotics in the past, what have you likely thought about? Digestive health, right? That's what we think about. We think if our probiotics are off, maybe we get diarrhea or we get indigestion or things like that. And that is absolutely true. But I'm trying to shift your thinking a little bit on this show and the next about how probiotics might affect other parts of your body, including your mind. So, let's have a little history lesson. The human race has sought to combat psychological disorders through the intervention of natural and eventually synthetic chemicals. Originally, the sources for these psychoactive substances were the various fruits, flowers, things such as poppy or opium and coca, cocaine. But in the 20th century, new actives were created in the lab better known as LSD in 1938. In middle 1950s, the psych community was fascinated by the idea that mental health could be restored through the direct use of drugs or in combination with traditional psychotherapy. The idea took, um, took off in the 1960s. It led to the synthesis of a new compound called fluoxetine. What is that known as? Prozac. By the 1980s, it was known as a wonder drug. Today, pharmacologic compounds for psychiatric treatment are numerous and up to 20%, maybe even as high as 25%, depending on which numbers you look at, of Americans are taking some type of psychotropic drug. $34 billion annually on these types of drugs alone. But is there an option 
short of this. Now, on Vitality Radio for years and at Vitality Nutrition, I have said, yes, there are options. Look at your options. And what have I talked about? I've talked about trace mineral deficiency. I've talked about omega-3 deficiency, the things that feed the body, that give the nutrients that are needed at the cellular level to make your body work like it should. But man, I have been remiss in not talking more about probiotics. Some of the new research is absolutely fascinating on probiotics and what they can do as psychobiotics, meaning that, yes, they're still probiotics, but what are they doing in in terms of your psychological health as opposed to just your physiological health? So how do psychobiotics act on the brain? They affect the brain through several distinct pathways. The primary route I talked about earlier is the vagus nerve. It's a central conduit that relays messages from the intestines to the brain. Now, via their ability to produce various biologically active compounds, such as neurotransmitters, several molecules and neuroactive functions, such as GABA, serotonin, acetylcholine, can all be produced by gut bacteria. Exerting effects on the body's stress response system, which involves the brain and the adrenal glands. Probiotics are hypothesized to act on the brain through their anti-inflammatory actions as well. So a whole bunch of different ways that probiotics impact the brain. The Psychobiotic Revolution, which was published in uh, Psychology Today, uh, they say that 15 trillion cells in our body and over 100 trillion bacteria of them in the gut support functions of digestion, immunity, and mental health. Yes, again, mental health, it's a big deal. Researchers have identified that gut microbes actively secrete GABA. What does GABA do? GABA calms overreaction in the brain. It calms the effect of too much stuff going on, your brain spinning around, making checklists at two in the morning when you ought to be sleeping. Listen to this though, certain bacteria have actually been proven to do certain things now too. So this is not just about Um, probiotics in general, but we found certain things impact our system. The lactobacillus and bifidobacterium specifically, but how about even more specific than that, a specific strain called bifidobacterium uh, infantis, sorry, as a probiotic actually alters levels of serotonin just like Prozac does. How about that? A team of biologists have shown that a specific strain of lactobacillus called ruteri improves mood, appearance, and general health by increasing levels of oxytocin. What is oxytocin? That's the hormone that we secrete when we are being loved, when we're being held, touched, hugged. Oxytocin's a big deal, right? That physical contact is a really big deal, and we can get those levels up, we feel better. So, ruteri, which is not a very well-known probiotic, has been shown specifically to address that. So, if we can get our oxytocin levels up, right, we can get our serotonin levels up by getting the right gut bacteria in there, things get better. Lactobacillus acidophilus, probably the most common probiotic, improves the functioning of cannabinoid receptors in the spinal cord. These receptors are critical to regulating pain. Would you ever thought of probiotics as something that would be useful for pain? Lactobacillus rhamnosus reduces anxiety and depression, acts on the brain only through the vagus nerve, and it also beefs up that GABA receptor. Okay, so again, calming the mind. 
this is a big deal. Now, I want to just touch on this today and get you the basic information. Then we're going to go into detail next week on, on uh, Saturday's show and go into the details as to how this all works and what you can do. Now, if you have questions in the meantime, you don't want to wait till next week, come talk to us at Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662 is the number you can call, and we'd be happy to help you. These probiotics are being found in clinical studies to do really great things for your brain, for your psychology, not just your physiology. And of course, at the same time, they're going to help you with your physiology. They're going to help your gut feel better. So many good things. They're going to boost your immune system. Probiotics are a big, big deal. And they really work. They've done many, many studies now in animals, but they're also doing human studies that are coming to the same conclusion that beneficial bacteria can influence your mood and brain function. We don't know how effective these are clinically yet. We're just starting to see this stuff, but everything that's coming out is extremely positive right now. And the beauty of it is, unlike fluoxetine or Prozac or Wellbutrin or Zoloft or Xanax or Valium or Ritalin or Adderall, or keep naming the drugs, right? So many of them. Probiotics won't hurt you. They don't come with a long list of side effects. So what's, what do you have to lose? I mean, the kind of worst case scenario is you get a little healthier, but your brain doesn't work better, Right. So it's really important to understand that they can also help your brain to work better. In addition to your body, this is amazing stuff. Really, really powerful stuff. I'm so excited to bring it to you because this is actually cutting edge science right here. We're talking about really, really awesome stuff. Okay. So remember, this was part one. Part two will be next week. So please tune in. And we'll talk more about psychobiotics. I'm going to have an expert on the show. We may even do a three-parter. I'm not sure. There's so much information to share with you. I can't wait to share it. But again, give us a call if you have any questions. 801-292-6662. Okay, we don't even have time for the final break. So I'm going to blitz right through it. I'm going to talk about one more thing for just a couple of minutes because it's pretty cool stuff. Branch chain amino acids. Branch chain amino acids, what are they? You've heard of them if you're working out. I bet you've heard of them. You've heard of taking amino acids. Well, branch chain amino acids are three key amino acids that are essential amino acids, meaning that you have to get them from outside sources. Your body won't make them. And they found that if you take six to 10 grams of branch chain amino acids before you work out, it can lead to less soreness and a quicker recovery time. Branch chain amino acids may not stimulate muscle growth on its own, but over time will stimulate muscle recovery and overall improve your workout and your ability to recover from that workout. So why am I talking about branch chain amino acids? Because I thought it was just a marketing thing. I'll be honest with you. When they first came out and they started saying, you ought to take amino acids during your workout. I thought, good grief, you know, people are taking pre-workouts or taking post-workouts. What about this intra-workout thing they started to come up with? I didn't even understand what that meant when I first heard it. But basically, they're saying take branched-chain amino acids while you work out. Well, guess what? They've actually done some pretty cool collegiate-level studies with collegiate athletes saying they actually help a lot. And the more of them I sell, the more great feedback I get. So as a pre-Black Friday deal, just for you radio listeners, we've got two amazing branched-chain amino acid formulas, one called Amino X and one called Amino 2. They're both excellent. We'll explain the differences when you come in. 
and they're available for 33% off. They're normally 45 bucks for just $29.99. We actually have taste samples of them. They work really well, and people really, really love them. And what's cool, if you're kind of done with the pre-workouts that have, like, lots of caffeine, these are both coming caffeine-free uh, options. And one of them, if you like a little bit of caffeine to get you going, has that as well. So just a little pre-Black Friday deal for you. Plus, whey protein hydrolyzed isolate, the most bioavailable, easily digested protein that actually tastes really, really good too. We've got for half price right now. So you got to check those out if you're into athletics or if you're just looking for a good quality protein powder. Check those out. Give us a call, 801-292-6662. Next week on the show, we're going to talk more about psychobiotics. We're going to go into more detail. And we're going to help you figure out exactly what you need to do. But again, if you want to get started sooner, give us a call. We'll help you out. 801-292-6662. Hey, enjoy Thanksgiving. You have a million things to be thankful for, I promise. Even if life is tough right now, it is. there are so many gifts that we have been given. And all you got to do is look outside to see them. Look at your kids. Look at your grandkids. Look at your loved ones. There's some amazing, amazing things out there. And we have been greatly blessed no matter who we are. You can always find someone who's got it worse, right? Remember that this Thanksgiving. Also remember this. And if you want to help us out at Vitality, I almost forgot to mention this. The shelters are out of coats already this winter. It's getting cold. There are a lot of there are there are people sleeping on the floors in the kitchen of the of the shelters here in Salt Lake City. If you've got coats, get them to the shelter. If you don't want to take them to the shelter yourself, bring them to Vitality. We're doing a little coat drive and we'll take them over there for you. We want to make sure that uh, the people less fortunate than us, than us this time of year when it's cold outside are taken care of. So bring your coats to Vitality or uh, take them to the shelter yourself. Um, go knock on your neighbor's door and see if they've got any extra coats, blankets, things like that. And we'll take them over there for you if you bring them down to Vitality. 107 South, 500 West. Thank you so much for listening to me and tune in next week at 9 a.m. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.